You can hear it? Well, I'm going to come and see him. You okay? All right, you hear him in the background. Uh, we're at the PGA Merchandise Show in Orlando, and we ran into the uh, six-time major champion winner, 41-time professional winner, Sir Nick Faldo. Nick, welcome to the golf shop. Thank you very much. Nick, I want to ask you a couple of questions that uh, may be a little different today than I would like to ask you about your newest project also. But can you tell our listeners what was the most pleasurable, fun, enjoyable experience in your professional golf career? Um, wow. So what first came to mind when you said that was, you know, <laughs> sorry to harp on about a Ryder Cup, but, you know, to be part of the 87 Ryder Cup team uh, and win. We were the first ones to win in America. That was the first time Europe won in America at Muirfield Village, Jack's Course. All of that. that was that was an amazing week to be involved in that whole atmosphere. Um, for me, uh, yeah, golf tournaments are a challenge. You know, when I, I, I cringe when these guys say I'm going to go and have fun out there today, and I think oh, I never had fun. It was it was enjoyable or it was you know, a challenge. Um, so what comes to mind next? I mean, I think when you master a golf course, I mean. When I won, 1990 was a very special year for me because I won the Masters. I defended the Masters and I hit the hole with a tie at the U.S. Open, and then I went and won the Open. So that was pretty cool in that era. Um, so obviously winning at St Andrews, when I could actually walk down the last hole and enjoy it, that was because most of majors your head down, grinding away, you know, surviving the pressure. But once you actually say, "Oh, I've won this one." Um, and enjoy the walk, and especially being at St Andrews, that's probably one of the loveliest feelings of my career. Certainly, uh, I think we would all love to have that walk yeah. experience, but very few of us ever do. Uh, the, the year—I'm sorry, I don't remember the year—but the year that you—you uh, you won the Masters against Greg Norman yeah, when, when he had yeah. the, the big lead. At what point in that round did you say to yourself, "I can win this"? Well, I had a game plan. I mean, that was the because I remember kind of joking. Yeah, you go to the press tent and they say you're six back, and of course you, yeah, of course I can, you know. And I actually, I called my mum, which is pretty unusual on Sunday morning. I said, you know, I think I can do this. I've got, I, uh, I said, if I can just get within three after nine, I thought anything can happen because you've all seen, you know, anything happen at Augusta. It's so it's such a nerve-wracking golf course trying to win the Masters cause, because people because we've all witnessed you know we've all witnessed um, Charles Schwartzel making four birdies to win so you can do anything from you know from four back with four to play or saw poor old Ed Sneed finish three over the last three um, so you've, you've seen it all and so you know anything is possible so that was that was my my first goal get within three after nine and then see what happens and and it all unfolded like that but amazingly by the time we walked off the 12th green I then had a two shot lead and then I thought oh finally it's mine to lose now <laughs> and so I battled you know and then I played but I played so you know under that pressure I hit I think my, somebody told me my ball actually I hit every green I, I it, it might have fell off the green on a couple, but I actually landed it on every green on that. And they were rock hard. The greens were rock hard, and uh, slightly different clubs hitting slightly longer clubs than they are now. But um, yeah, that was that was that was me at my finest. Probably my best, best mentally, my best 
round mentally because I I didn't have the, the, the same confidence I had say from 1990 or 92. It's a couple of years on, you know, and then. And I had to battle through the negativity as well, and and I and I and I did. I managed to keep it going. Conversely, what was your biggest disappointment in your professional career? Um, well, you know, I'm really I'm, I'm lucky. I I won majors and I lost majors, but I, I'm not scarred by the losses, which is pretty fortunate. I mean, I would love to have, you know, I got close to the U.S. Open a couple of times. Obviously losing to Curtis, and I just played poorly on that Monday. I, I, the atmosphere was so weird. You, know, you, you play a U.S. Open and you come back on the Monday morning to play, and they're taking the tents down while you're trying to play for the Open. I mean, it was really weird kind of like atmosphere. And um, yeah, you've always hit a few shots at the wrong time. But as I said, I I don't really. Luckily, I don't dwell on them too much, and I think. Uh, which is a good thing. I mean, I'm very fortunate. I wouldn't like to be scarred by this game. You know, I remember one time uh, somebody was doing an interview with Doug Sanders, and they asked him if he ever thought about the, the putt yeah, that he, he said, missed uh, he said every to, day. to win the Open. And he said, oh, not too often, only about every five minutes. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, something like that was brutal, isn't it? You know, yeah. especially if that was your one and only chance. Um, yeah. But it's good that uh, you don't have a, a no. scoring memory yeah. because golf can be, yeah. can be brutal uh, sometimes. Uh, I want to ask you about your, your fun new project, but before I do that, there's always been a big three in history. Uh, Hogan, yeah. uh, Hogan, Sneed, and, uh, and Nelson, Sayers and Jones, and, and, and um, Hagen. And Palmer Nicholas, a player, who's yeah. the big three today? Yeah, good, good question. I don't think we have a big three. I think you know. I remember saying it on TV that we're going is that the big six? I mean, back then it was Tiger, Phil, Ernie, Ratif, and I think VJ, and that. Um, and then now, well, where are we right now? Who's the top six? Well, look at the six now. They've just had a reshuffle. <laughs> so you've got Rose. You've got. Uh, I mean, because Jordan Spieth was right there, and he's come down. Roy was there. Come, wow! So they've had, they're just going through another shuffle of who are the top six golfers um, in the world right now. You've got DJ, DJ Brooks Koepka's out there. Koepka, you've got Bryson DeChambeau winning all this winning. Shoffley. Wow! I mean, where would you put Shoffley? I mean, look how talented he is. I mean, he hasn't won a major yet. So is that the next step up? Um, so don't really. There's too much jostling right now, to be honest. I think um, probably there's a, probably a big six of favourites, as in just in fan base and sort of thing. But but right now, no, I think they need. Hey, for me, it's the start of the season. I'm starting this week, so give give it another couple of months, and we. By the time they get through the start of the new season, the, the, the players and uh, and Augusta, then we're going to know uh, we know a lot more about who the top six players are. But you have an exciting project here in the Central Florida area, where I know you you, you have also have a, a home in Central Florida. Tell our listeners about this wonderful golf course. They need to come and play down here in Central Florida. Yeah, you need to come and see Balakalina. It's pretty cool. Number one is the clubhouse and the whole atmosphere, because there's a little bit of you squint a bit. It looks like Tuscany, just a little bit. And um, the clubhouse is great. That's it. But the golf course is big and bold and uh, and pretty unique, because you know we're we're 30 minutes out of, out of west of downtown Orlando and then you hit the hills which is pretty unique for Florida um, actually got rolling hills a little bit more south and looks more like South Carolina and uh, 
golf courses, yeah, as I said, big and bold. And, um, you know, I've been associated with the club now for a couple of years, and we're going to try and... Uh, I'd like to beautify things up there, add a, you know, soften it a little bit. The bunkers are very deep, and, and throw a few more trees out there for a bit of shade and, and visual visual impact. Um, yeah, it's a great spot. It's a, it's a good good golf course that you, I think if you went up there for a couple of days you'd see it and certainly see it in a couple of different wind, very different playing conditions. So that's that's always a nice way and uh, I think the holes are pretty memorable. There's a couple of that need a little bit of work. Um, you know, and, and you did design the course, didn't you? Oh yeah, I, I designed it. I designed the golf I designed it. Steve Smiles was the architect and um, and so, yeah, we were both we were both in our big and bold <laughs> phase at that time. Well, uh, Sir Nick Fowler, I know you have a tea time and you, you got to run, but I certainly appreciate your time today, and uh, look forward to hearing you throughout the golf season. This yeah, year. yeah, back to work this week. So Thank stay you, tuned. Thanks. Bye bye.